You're listening to the World Radio Day podcast series on SOAS Radio. This is World Radio Day podcast and we're here today with Fight for Peace. Naima Swale from the Youth Council, Jacob Whittingham, Head of Programs and James Morgan, Communication Officer from Fight for Peace. Fight for Peace is an organisation working on realising the potential of young people in communities affected by crime, violence and social exclusion, using boxing and martial arts combined with education and personal development. Thank you very much for joining us today. So, first of all, um, could you tell us a little bit more about Fight for Peace and maybe explain to us the five pillars of the organisation? Fight for Peace is an NGO, also a youth organisation that works with young people as a way to engage them through martial arts. Um, The five pillars are... Sports, education, employment, support services and youth leadership. We have two academies, um, one's in, in Rio and one's in East London, Um, And the idea behind Fight for Peace is to use the skills um, and some of the lessons that you can learn in combat sports um, and martial arts and boxing um, to support young people through their lives. Young people specifically who um, come from difficult backgrounds, um, who maybe feel alienated from society or for whom society has alienated them. Um, And the idea is to use, as I said, some of the the lessons that we can learn in in boxing, independence, uh, teamwork, um, hard work, um, a dedication to a particular craft, and using those attributes to support them in other aspects of their lives. In your opinion, how does martial arts and combat sports help to support people who face institutional, familial and economical violence and discrimination? And how does sport contribute to drive people's interest toward education and personal development? That's a really good question. It's a long question. That's a very good question. So, as we spoke before, you've done a little bit of martial arts yourself. And uh, and I'm sure what you'll realise is um, there's there's a number of really important aspects to to martial arts. Um, One is the the relationship between the coach, the trainer, and the the pupil or the the young person themselves. So what we found is that not only is there a close bond between those two people, but there's a a real trusting relationship. And if you go to a number of different boxing clubs... um, around the UK, you'll find that they're some of the most um, trusted institutions in um, what we would call deprived areas. So young people feel very comfortable. Um, Parents feel very comfortable leaving uh, young people with those boxing coaches. Um, And because of that relationship, we're we're aware that that can be used as a a conduit for other things. Um, The second aspect, I suppose this is really important to mention, is the amount of work and dedication that goes into boxing and martial arts. As, as you well know, um, it's incredibly tough. Um, it's incredibly demanding. Um, you're, you're expecting um, the young person to go to places emotionally that they may never have been pushed before, but we're also supporting them through that journey themselves. And what we're saying to that young person is, is that the lessons that you can learn from this experience, from a particularly tough training experience, can be used in other areas of their lives. So when we're asking young people to go to school and study um, a particular subject that they don't particularly enjoy, we're explaining to them that in the same way that you may hate doing burpees and press-ups, um, you may hate sparring, um, the same way you may hate doing maths, you may hate doing um, English, but there's, there's a benefit to it at the end of that, that road. Do you want me to share my experience of how it helped me? Of course. Okay, um, so like before Fight for Peace, I was really depressed and I was always in and out of hospital for so many overdoses. And um, I had a dream to go to university I just didn't know how to do it. Like I didn't have any qualifications. So I contacted Fight for Peace and I did the Fight for Peace education program, which is a 12 week program. And you get equivalent to 
A to C grades, GCSEs. So I did my maths and English there. And whilst doing that, I wasn't just doing the education. We did the boxing as well. And that's where I learned discipline as well, because you have to be disciplined. And through that discipline, like I learned how to understand my emotions a bit more. And instead of like reaching out for the razor or whatever, I would come to the gym and I met friends there as well who, if I was nervous to go to the gym, I'd contact them and we'd go and train together. And it really helped me so yeah I have a place to go to and train and it, like through training it releases your endorphins and stuff and that makes you happy so 20 minutes of just punching and stuff that distracts you from how you're feeling and it really helped me and I think I'm going to Alright, thank you In 2007 Fight for Peace expanded to the UK and opened an academy in Newham in East London What are the challenges that you've faced in the past 10 years here in London and what are the positive changes that you've witnessed? So I think they <clears throat> kind of go hand in hand. I mean, part of the reason why we decided to move to Newham in the first place was because the the, the levels of deprivation, um, the, the difficulties that a lot of young people face um, educationally um, and finding jobs. So there are always going to be challenges. And one of the things that we've, that has been incredibly difficult, um, that I suppose is the most obvious, is the, the youth on youth violence that takes place. So we've had a number of young people that have been killed or incarcerated as a result of the things that they've done um, on the streets um, we've recently in the last last year it's probably been the, the worst year that we've we've faced in terms of violence with young people from the two people from the academy being killed um, one of them right outside uh, the academy itself and it's really it's really difficult for some of the youth workers it's really difficult for the, for the young people themselves um, but that's part of the reason why we're there and in terms of um, as I said the negative tends to go hand in hand with the positive because after always after one of these tragedies um, one of the things that we, we, we do is support young people through that particular incident um, and it often serves as a reminder um, of the importance of Fight for Peace and uh, the work that we're doing we've had a number of amazing examples of young people who have come to the academy as young people from being um, incredibly uh, cantankerous maybe being a bit um, uh, completely The, the types of young people that we'd want to target but um, very difficult to control who have had difficult relationships with some of the sports coaches and through the hard work that we've put in with those young people have managed to overcome them um, and go to, go to university and set up their own companies and do some amazing things but the important thing to remember at Fiverr Peace is that, um, that we, we don't give up on young people so it doesn't matter what they're like or how long it takes um, we're going to do what it takes to try and transform them into a completely different human being In 2016, 2,041 young people attended Fight for Peace in Rio de Janeiro. In these 2,041 people, 41% were girls, which is the highest percentage of female participation recorded in the history of Fight for Peace. So do we have similar numbers in the UK? And what does this positive number tell us about today's vision of sport in society? And how important do you think that promoting inclusiveness and gender equality in sport is for young people and new generations? And why? That's a great question. Um, I'll take the first part. I think Naima's probably better off handling the second part um, and talking about some of her experience as a woman. Um, being in, a, in, a, in an international NGO that also is a boxing gym. Um, <clears throat> so the, London, the, the, num the numbers in London are slightly lower um, than those in Rio. Um, and the numbers in Rio are fantastic. Um, we've worked really, really hard to, to make the environment as welcoming as possible for young women. Because we, we do understand that boxing gyms um, aren't the most inviting of places, even for young men themselves. Um, they don't smell particularly good. Um, the equipment sometimes is a bit 
sweaty and smelly um and it can be quite um it can be quite uh quite a testosterone filled environment so it's something that we that, that is a challenge it's an ongoing challenge and a lot of um other youth groups and um organizations that have sport find it um also a challenge <clears throat> what we've done to combat that is um we have a session for women young women only which is used as a way of supporting young people or it's kind of an initial way of young young women um entering into um that type of environment and then we filter them through to some of the boxing sessions themselves so they have kind of have an introduction to it we also have um a young women's group which supports young people um I suppose emotionally, socially, so that they can talk about some of the issues that they face, um particularly when it comes down to body image. Um we've also uh, one of our ambassadors is Nicola Adams, who I'm not sure whether listeners are aware of, but um a gold medalist um boxer. So she's a really important role model um and figurehead for the organization. So it's something that we we are we are certainly addressing uh because we recognize how important it is for young women to to feel proud of the way they look and to feel confident enough. but um i suppose the most important thing to mention is the way in which us as uh, youth workers and as young people in the in the the charity welcome in those young women <clears throat> sometimes we see women come up to the door they take a look in and then they turn around and they walk away and it's up to us to to give them to induct them um to give them an explanation of what we do in the organization so that they feel a bit more comfortable about it yeah like starting off where jacob finished when he said um we see some females coming in like just to look and then they walk off that reminds me of me when i started fight for peace like i knew it was boxing and i knew the high number of men's will be that doesn't make sense i knew there'd be a high number of men at the gym so that kind of put me off so when i started the education program i was the only guy in my class and that did like push me a lot to get out of my comfort zone and um what i realized was how i felt like all the insecurities people looking at me oh my god i can't box everyone's going to laugh at me it was all in my head like all my classmates even though they were all male they were so supportive they were trying to push me and tell me like name or don't think you're punching like a girl it doesn't matter just worry about you it's your own journey just so whenever i would be slacking or whatever they'll just try and help me so that was in the education classes but then fight for peace have boxing in the evenings so that was the hard part for me to do the evening boxings and once i did it the first time i just it becomes easier so like with the women's classes we have the women's self defense that really helped a lot to try and get me used to the gym a bit more so once i got used to that i started attending the sessions more as well and back to what i set, started off with when i see females coming into the gym i can see them really nervous they're shaking they don't want to come in and that reminds me of me when i first started so i'll just go and grab them and be really friendly with them and try and befriend them and just give them a tour of the center and just encourage them and try to ex- explain to them that i was there and everything you're feeling and thinking it's all in your head like just challenge those myths and you're never going to regret it so yeah fight for peace is an international organization and it's quite incredible to see how global um fight for peace is nowadays so has it impacted in any way um the organization's work and does fpp have new objectives so as you said we're we're more than just a, a boxing club i think there there is the perception that we just we're just a boxing club we're actually an international ngo so we're based in or we have partners in 26 different countries and originally there was there was an idea that we would potentially set up academies all over the world um but actually what we realized was 
it's, it's incredibly expensive and it's also incredibly difficult. And also, it's kind of, um, it's a bit arrogant just to say, you know, as many NGOs do, we can just set up in a completely different environment and tell you guys exactly how you need to do things. And that's not what we're about. What we're actually about is using our learning, our methodology to support organizations that may do something similar, um, to ask them exactly what they need in their environments and then to support them to do that. So what we do, um, as well as around the UK, is, um, is source search out for organizations that um, potentially run boxing or martial arts and then ask them how they can add to the provision that they're offering. As I mentioned before, um, you know, boxing and martial arts gyms are probably some of the most trusted parts of their community. They've been there for a, an incredibly long period of time. And so all we're, we're saying to them is, is look, if you, you, have, a, you have a space, um, you have a trusted membership, um, have you thought about supporting young people in employment uh, one night a week? Or have you thought about running an educational program? Um, and that's what we do with those organizations. So it's, um, it's a far more holistic way of, of running things. Um, as as uh, In reference to the future, I think um, particularly in London and in, in Rio, we, we're, we've been trialing um, what's called the Special Scholarship Project. Now that works specifically with young people who are involved in the drug trades themselves. Young people who want a way out, but who are, in, who are involved in a, a scenario that, that, that brings them a lot of emotional stress and that affects their family. And what that does is an intensive 18-month program that works with young people um, to completely transform their way of thinking. So it's not just kind of a short 10 or 12-week program that takes young people through, um, through some, some sessions with a mentor. This is something that actively looks to transform their outlook on life. So um, it provides them with some sort of financial support at the same time, but it also puts them through an educational program and then supports them to find a job. Um, it helps them volunteer with the organization themselves, but also provides that holistic support between their schools, their social workers, um, some of their teachers, their family members, to make sure that they're traveling in the same direction as they want to and that we all want them to. All right, so that was my last question. If you have anything else to share with us, please feel free to do so. So if anyone wants to know any more information about Fight for Peace, we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. The Instagram page is it's all Fight for Peace. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks Thank for you. having us. You're listening to the World Radio Day podcast series on SOAS Radio. Radio.